Hey, welcome to the club. Before we begin, I'd like to introduce our podcast and explain what we do. We will go over mysterious and unsolved cases, a bit of the paranormal, and of course, conspiracies. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast provider. Also, a new episode of The Cloak comes out every Monday. So don't forget to join the conversation on Facebook forward slash The Cloaked Podcast and catch us on Twitter at The Cloaked underscore. And don't forget to like and rate us. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. And now on with the show. Welcome to a new episode of The Cloaked. I'm your host, Guayna. Hey, it's Pandora. And uh, today we have a, it's a really interesting uh, episode. Uh, before we get into that, there's some new stuff that is out there. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, Tom DeLong, which we had uh, previously in other episodes talked about him before, um, he does have a new show. And I believe it's on the uh, Travel Channel. It is uh, Unidentified, where uh, the team that he was assembling, he uh, puts it together, and uh, they uh, they investigate, of course, some of the uh, stuff that's um, being put out there. Uh, first episode, which was a really good episode, uh, they talked about the three videos that the military declassified and, and it was actually really interesting and it was really good and the way it was put together and introducing the team at the same time and kind of breaking it down uh, as far as the case uh, is concerned and, and, and again and reintroducing each person and the credibility that each person has and so it's kind of interesting to see that unfold on the show I mean we I know uh, Sai and I had some pretty strong words on Tom DeLonge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's because, you know, he's, he's you know, from Blink-182. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, of course, we each have our... Opinions. Opinions <laughs> on that because the way he came out, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the unfortunate part that... You know, he is who he is as a musician. And, you know, he's putting... He he was put out there unexpectedly. And because at the time... At the time when he's been put out, he... All this WikiLeaks stuff is happening. And then you have Hillary with her emails. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, he's attached to these emails. Because... The it was just a chain of emails that he was attached to, uh, because some some of the people were that were attached to some of this stuff are people who are, are high ranked military people. These are this is which this is who is, he's been trying to it, communicate it, with, yes. right? So it's and not that crazy. Yeah, it's so. not that out of the way. Like it but is. He but. was. <laughs> yeah, it is. But he was put in in in, uh, in the light where. You know, he with the right people. He was connected with the right people, and he kind of talks about that in the first uh, in the first episode. And he he you know makes that a thing where this is why I was put out there a year, like more than a year ago, and this is what happened, and this is what's going on, and and he breaks it down pretty well. I haven't seen the second episode, uh, which is already up. Uh, but the the first episode looks very promising as far as for the show, mm-hmm. and so I it's mean, a, hopefully on the History Channel, by the way. Oh, it's in the History Channel. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was the Travel Channel. The Travel Channel. Are has they so affiliated? Many, I don't know. Um, who knows? Anyway, so yeah, the History Channel, which is a, it's a, it's on. Uh, definitely go see it. It's worth a look, and you be the judge for that. Definitely, there was something that Hoffman told me. And I'm blanking out. On this or a different? On something different. Mm. And he was like, oh, check this out. And I can't quite remember what he told me. I don't know. Was and it in person? Because I'm not always there. No, I know you're not. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Anyways, um, so to our episode today, we will be discussing Edgar Casey, the 
uh, Sleeping Prophet, right? This is what they call him, uh, America's Sleeping Prophet. Uh, mostly because I guess he took most a lot of naps. Took, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he took naps and meditative trance state trans, naps, but whatever. Trans uh, in a trance state, and he definitely, definitely uh, has some really good revelations. I guess you can say it's prophecies, prophecies health advice, advice, kind of all over the place. Where was it all coming from? Is I think it's kind of like the interesting part is like where. Was his inside voices, so to speak, coming from? So, uh, America knows him as a, a psychic and healer. He was born in March 18th, 1877. Is that right? Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Now, at the age of seven, I guess he had a learning disability mm-hmm. where he couldn't remember how to spell certain words. And so he was having trouble with spelling as as so many people do around yeah. that age so it's not like it's not like a big deal you know it's something that most uh young kids go through it's a, a, i'm not sure if it's a face or, or what it is but a lot of people go through this you know you know you have trouble you know spelling a lot of people never get out of this <laughs> yeah and, and a lot of people never get out of that and that, that's very true and so um and especially nowadays where it's spelling has kind of gone out the window whether you know the words or not because your phone automatically knows what you're trying to right, say. Right, this is before spell, spell yeah, checks. Yeah, I mean, so. this is obviously way before that. So, I mean, modern times. Uh, so at this age, so then Casey, at the age of seven, he decides to take a nap. <laughs> and I guess his inside voice says, hey, if you take a nap, you're going to learn this. And so he, what happens is he wakes up and he's able to spell these words and he's able to you know uh like know the information without fully having to study it like he briefly touched it when when took a nap meditated i guess and boom he knows it now the other now the other circumstances like in well not circumstances but like another time um at the age of 15 and uh he was hit with a baseball Right, he's hit with a baseball, <laughs> and while he's in and out of consciousness, I guess he tells his parents, "Hey, make this remedy, put this shit together, so to speak, and then put it on against my throat because the ball hit him in his throat." Mm-hmm. And so, so he's like, "Here's how to cure me." He's as he's to knocked fix me out, <laughs> as he's passing out, here, here's the cure. Figure it out, put it together, put it against my throat, and so his parents, as a Oh, uh, okay, sure. They just to humor him, do it right. They do it, and the next day he's good. The, the thing, it's, it's gone. Like he's cured. Like this remedy helped. Whatever it was, mm-hmm. it helped. Uh, now at the age of twenty-one, now he developed a throat issue, probably from the fucking baseball. Probably, um, <laughs> and <laughs> he felt that he needed to resolve this issue, and the best way he believed he can resolve it was if he went into a deep trance state and remedy the issue and so what ends up happening is that he uh gets uh someone to help him al lane uh i believe that's the name uh to put him in some kind of trance to hypnotize him and put him into this state of mind so he can uh, be able to solve the problem so what ends up happening is that he states the problem I guess in his state of trance, he gives himself what the issue is in his throat. And it's some kind of circulation issue with his blood. And so he finds out how to remedy the issue. At the, at the same time, he's remedying, so to speak, the issue. His body turns red, right? As he's bright red. And then he comes out of this trance. And all of a sudden, because he again he had a throat issue and he couldn't speak well, he was having issues like that, like a laryngitis yeah. type of thing, right? And so after his trans state, boom, he was able to speak normal in a normal fashion, and so he didn't have that issue um, anymore. Now after that, he uh, I guess he decides to help society or people with issues. Mm-hmm. without having to get paid for it like he decides hey i'm gonna help people he's 
basically he's convinced to help people. I'm going to help people. I'm going to help them with their stuff, but I'm not going to profit off off all this. I'm just going to help them because these people need help. So he and decides. Because he can. He can, can, do it. He, can. Yeah. he has the gift, right? So he, he goes and does this. Now, I will remind people is that he only has a ninth grade education. So to a lot of people, they describe him as someone with the simple kind of speech uh the way he would communicate was really simple it wasn't i guess the the definitions of words weren't so complex the complete thoughts weren't as far as descriptive or anything like that weren't there so whenever he was in trance you knew he was in trance because his speech patterns changed dramatically in a format that he sounded like a very well-educated person. And so you would know when he was in trance because of the speech pattern that it would change dramatically. And so that was one way to you know, know that he was in that kind of a trance uh, state of mind is because just also the use of words uh, dramatically changed. And so uh, another thing that I will say is when he, whenever he was in trance, he would... Uh, make certain statements instead of I he would always say we so hmm. and, and and it's kind of interesting that is weird that, that is very weird that he Who's would say we? we no yeah 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 like if you think about it and it's one of the things that uh, I kind of like looked into um, Edgar Casey because that statement alone like brings questions like what do you mean yeah. we who's in there who's in there with in Casey's mind and many things come to mind does he have a split personality because he was hearing voices that would tell him do this do that and it was shit that would like help him uh, and make him seem like he was an extraordinary person but you kind of have to wonder was he tapping to certain knowledge was he fucking possessed was he a fucking <laughs> demon living it's inside a pretty of helpful possession um, I mean was he tapping into information that was somehow he was connected to? Was it something that who who the fuck knows? I mean, so it's so out there. Like, it's I like he was channeling something, he, but it he, wasn't him. Was he channeling, channeling, uh, channeling, channeling, channeling <laughs> himself from the future? Like, there's a there's an idea that I have that uh, I think I, I I've kind of like uh, put the theory out there that. There, you can. Time doesn't really exist. It exists as a CD or a disc or whatever, and that the future is now and the future is then. If you the past is now, the past is happening. The past is going to happen. It's all at the same time happening simultaneously. Simultaneously. So what if fucking crazy idea? What if Casey was tapping himself as an entity from the future? And was able to come up with remedies. That's what he was able to tap certain, not prophecies, but he can foretell like events and shit that was going to happen. Shit as far as like scientifically and technology and social economics and all that. Things that were going to happen, he was able to tap it only because he lived at that time frame. And so therefore, because he himself lived in that time frame, he was able to tap into that knowledge because that was him in the future. Which the future, if you think about it, if we're having the same idea that the future is now and then, then he can therefore then tap into the very idea that he knows this information already. I mean, maybe, but like to take even a step further, what if it wasn't just something that he lived through, but he just had access to all time? Because he didn't live... I mean, he was born in the 1800s, right. and he lived to be, like, what, 67? Yep. So, I mean, he didn't live that long to see that far into the future, you know, like modern times. Yes, but I'm not talking about him living in his time frame. I'm talking about, like, he lived in 2077, you know what I mean? Like, he was born in 2060, and he lived to be in the... To 100, you know, 2100, whatever, you know, whatever. So you're talking about his future His future himself life. in the present, in, in the, what, 
what one could consider present or in the future, he lived it, so he knows. You know what I mean? So you're saying if he was I, not of our time. Yes. So if I'm able, let's just let's just say hypothetically, me now, I'm able to tap my future, then reincarnated in the year three thousand. Therefore, um, if I believe that I'm reincarnated again in the year three thousand. That means that I can tap myself. And if that's currently happening now. Because it's currently happening now. Therefore, I should be then able to grab that information of what is happening in the year 3000. Right. Right. So based on that theory alone, Casey himself would have been able to tap into that information. Just a thought. Just a theory. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, is it possible? I think it is. I mean... I, that's kind of what I think of people who are able to grab prophecy or grab information is that it, it the information is so scattered through time. It's because they've somehow managed to tap the information through the scattered time frames of time only because they've lived so many lives throughout time. You know what I mean? Yeah, or they're somehow more sensitive to the impressions that everything leaves throughout time, right? right? Because he not only would go into this trance state, but he also analyzed dreams. Right. Um, and he, I feel like he, the fact that he could like learn from books just by like sleeping on them or just, I don't know, like he yeah, would absorb all this information yeah. without actually really having to know that much about it. Mm-hmm. It's like he could just pull bits of information at the nair. Yeah. I right? Mean, like, it's already out there. He just tapped into it. Fascinating that he was able to just, like you said, lean or sleep on the book and then know it. He, there was also a record of him. I'm going to say uh, he spoke 24 foreign languages whenever he was under trance. Um, he knew about medicines that were not known to the general public or remedies that were known of that of old time and that of what what could be known as the future. Casey, he, I guess, did so many readings and I guess they have the exact number readings because I guess somebody kept record of all this because obviously we have what it is, the, the amount of questions and what was asked and what he answered. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's pretty is recorded yeah. record keeping, and so we have that he gave over four thousand eight hundred and seventy nine readings to over six thousand people. Casey's fame rises on in the year nineteen forty three and an article titled "Miracle Man of Virginia Beach." Casey's insight uh, will include. Atlantis, very fascinating stuff. There's a lot of information of Casey and Atlantis. In fact, there's a book called Atlantis by Edgar Casey. Uh, Ancient Egypt, there's also another book just full of information of that. Reincarnation, what he believed of reincarnation. Um, and there's even one on Doomsday because he has predictions uh, and even like things that go back, uh, I guess, at the end of times. And um, the, I mean, the second coming of Jesus. Which is that one and the same thing? Or yes. not I mean, necessarily? Yes. I mean, it could be the one and the same thing or what eventually leads to all of that. I mean, what I find fascinating is that he also talks about, uh, which I have yet to read, is the missing years of Jesus Christ, which a lot of people would want to know about. Like, what what are his missing years? What are they like? What happened? What did he do? Um, you know, I have my own theories on what happened during that time. But, you know, here we have Edgar Casey, um, someone who is very well known in these type of things. And he is able to give this information out. So then there's a book that's written and put together. Uh, I can only assume in a format that's, you know, easy to read and simple to follow. And that's, you know, that, you know, people can probably pick up now um, or order it on Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> and so some of the things that I would say that uh, he predicted or he foretold is the uh, some of them are interesting. And, and I think some of them are definitely in the makings of, of what's happening. 
Uh, one was the Soviet Union would become a symbol of freedom and hope, which I thought was interesting. A possible war of the single currency, which I found very fascinating because now we have cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and everyone wants to have that single currency that kind of is universal, that you can carry this currency anywhere in the world and utilize it to buy goods and etc. So he says a war of a war of single a, currency. A possible war of single currency. That's what he calls to it. To be the single currency. To be the single currency. Mm. Yeah, which is very fascinating because this right now, if you're if you're up on the up and up on on a cryptocurrency, you know there's so many currencies out there, and you if anybody sees Bitcoin or Litecoin and all that, uh, you see what what are the ups and downs are about. Uh, the other thing uh, was Atlantis. The Atlantis would rise again. This one obviously didn't occur. Maybe he would. Maybe he's off. Maybe maybe the numbers are off, or maybe it's not what we think. But he said they would rise again in 1968 or 1969. But what if he meant in 1968 years from now? Hmm. And they just happened to fall as 1968. Or 1969. I mean, does he mean like literally or does he mean something else? Yes. That's kind of what I'm wondering if what if well, that's what, what he meant or what. What was coming around in that time? Was there any nation that was, you know, you could say peaking or having, I don't know, like a moment, you know? Like what was happening in 1968? Because you say Atlantis will rise. I mean, people probably think like, oh, there's a continent rising out of the ocean which okay that didn't happen but what if it was something like you know a rise of those people again or those ideas or those reincarnated people from that during 68 there was a lot of things that happened in 68 um the and it's you know not a whole lot we have the moon landing uh the assassination of martin luther king john f kennedy Mm-hmm. Uh, North Korea captures the USS Pueblo. I don't know if any of these would be like, hey, this is uh, Atlantis or anything like that. I mean, there really isn't, in my opinion, anything other than the uh, the moon landing. Well, maybe it's just metaphorical and he got it wrong. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, there's, there's a lot of shit going around in the world and most of it, I would say, is pretty insignificant. Yeah, I, I, I'm i going through a lot of this. There's a lot of, like, one-offs or whatever. No new countries were formed. I mean, because uh, sometimes that happens, you know? I mean, like, yeah, but I don't think it's... It's not that. It's none of that. And the one of the other things that is interesting is the rotation of the Earth axis would shift in the year 2001. Well, another thing is that Japan was submerged. It doesn't say when or what. Just, or, like, at some point, it, y'all are going some, down. At some point, Japan is going to sink. Shit. Which that's something that's been put out uh, for a while now. I mean, they have a lot of like what volcanic activity and earthquakes. They have a lot of volcanic, surrounded by uh, a lot of water. They had a fucking disaster of uh, uh, one of those uh, factories of radiation and shit. <laughs> they have they've had a lot of seismic actions, a lot of tsunamis. Um, I mean they they have a lot going on. Uh, so another one is, and this is oh, eventually it's going to happen, and we all know that part of California is going to fucking sink. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just when is it gonna fucking sink, you know? And it could be to what Hoffman previously said that, you know, based on the information and based on all the facts and pre pre assessments of countries and all that, you can basically predict. <clears throat> but I mean, this is somewhat re- kind of new based on that time frame. I mean, they hadn't had the fucking famous earthquake. Um, that yeah, like it's it's easy to say now, like well, this is common knowledge yeah. or just. But back then, that, yeah, that shit hadn't happened or it wasn't. It really wasn't known. It really wasn't known. Like Another for just th- any ordinary guy to be spouting all these facts to be, to be throwing shit like out there, like yeah, you know, fucking California's gonna sing at one point. I mean, he, and but he goes further. He says Georgia and New England would also disappear. But what do you mean by disappear? Like blow up or just fucking sink or and how far into the future i mean because he would talk about things from way in the past yes he also talked about things in the past but i mean so this could be like so far in the future that 
you know we don't even exist as we know it or like the, the whole change of like it's like him talking about the continents you know before when they were pangea or whatever like right who knows how far into the future he's talking about yeah so i mean it's i mean it's, it's kind of all over the place these are kind of like you know we don't know uh giza was built in 10,500 bc conspiracy puppy conspiracy puppy over here uh, so, uh, one of the other things that he predicted uh, was also the beginning and end of both world wars, like accurately. This is like to like, his this credit. This is going to happen. And this is to his credit. Yeah. This is like shit that he predicted, like pretty right on. One of the other things was that he predicted the stock market crash mm-hmm. and the end of the depression in 1933. In 1935, Casey predicted that Austria was joining Germany and later that Japan was also coming into war. Now, in 1939, he predicted two presidents would die while in office. This occurred obviously with FDR and JFK. Um, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Now, Edgar Casey was not always correct. I mean, he had, did have uh, a few that weren't, and one being obviously the uh, one of like the Atlantis things. And um, also, one that was kind of weird is that China would become the cradle of Christian civilization. Uh, so that's kind of like, what? That's weird. That's yeah. really out there. I mean, it really is. And so, I mean, and then he eventually predicted his own demise when he would die, which is like, what? That's depressing. Which is sad as fuck. He said he would be buried in January 5th of 1945. And that's That's exactly what happened. Wow. He died on January 3rd and was buried on January 5th, 1945. So that's, I mean, that's, to be able to be like that... Yeah. That good. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it sucks. Like, you're that good. (laughs) You predict your own death. So it's kind of, like, weird to be like, yeah, this is going to be the date. You know what I mean? Um, But, I mean, there's so many stuff that 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 he was involved in that were pretty right on. And some of the other things, I guess, uh, you kind of would know um, more about his medicine and healing stuff because he based one of i guess what ends up happening is based on the information that he wrote and he put down and people that were keeping record of his predictions and his readings and all this there's a there's books been put out there i mean there's I guess, a ton of books on him but there's also that organization on him oh what was the organization so it's the are stands for association of research and enlightenment uh, it still exists today. This started like in uh, I think 1970, and um, as far as the the founding of it is by two doctors, and they treat people for a lot of different things. Um, but it's more of a spiritual approach. So the ARE keeps a lot of information. Um, they have the record of all his stuff, basically. They have like, all his stuff, basically. Yes, they, have, yeah. they they definitely do. If you're a member, you have access to it. If you, anyway. Yeah, if you have, if you're a member, you have access to the full library of Edgar Casey. You know, it's a lot of information. Now, some of this information has been put into books. Like one of the things I definitely say is the Atlantis one, which just seems to be very interesting. If you're one of those people that is interested about the Atlantis thing, especially if you're in the in the UFO community or if you're in the ancient history community or just fascinating with the whole uh, spiritual movement of what is Edgar Casey and everything with the psychic world that this is one of one of those books that is going to be very very fascinating to read and uh i'm very inclined to get it as a digital format just because you know it's fucking it, it's free uh so if you look at it you're able to look and read the volumes of what he had as far as information because some of this stuff you're not going to be able to find it online you'll find some of the stuff on youtube or on other um like Websites, but it's going to be some of the stuff that's already out there. It's not the full stuff that you're going to get out of the book. Um, is membership something that's like easy to get with this organization, or is it like you have to be like super involved and fight it only kind of a thing? 
Do you know? I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I think people can not just work there, but also be members or like contribute to it. Mm-hmm. Like there's people that go there to be treated. So then they've started to donate because they're like, well, you guys saved my life or you helped me so much that I want to give back. Right. Um, so I don't think it's like out of the reach for most people to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that um, they they do a lot of like really spiritual things. They treat people in kind of like the ways that Edgar Casey would treat. Yeah. So a lot of that's um, it's it's really kind of ahead of its time because you know how now we say like stress and all that mm-hmm. affects the body and the way you think affects your body. Right. So a lot of it's kind of using like massage, meditation, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that people, um, I guess, assess themselves when they have life changing events. You know. Oh people, yeah, definitely. People just kind of like. Say, oh, you know, I just went through a divorce or I moved across the country and mm-hmm. like life, you know, life goes on. Right. But they don't realize that that could stress them out so bad oh, that they yeah. end up getting sick like that following year. And, you know, something all of a sudden just shuts down in their body. Yeah. Um, it's because it's very important to know that information. And, and it's very important to know that your body definitely needs to be taken care of. Uh, not just your body, but your mind and soul need to be taken care of. And so one of the things that's speaking of uh, mind and, and soul is that he talks about a large amount of, of data and text is about Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And he talks about past lives and reincarnation. And as you read a lot of his stuff, you're going to go and you're going to go through some of the information of past lives, experiences, and identical uh, to the near-death experiences stuff and afterlife realms. And you're going to learn a lot of this information. And it's very fascinating, especially, especially again, if you go into the uh, the reincarnation stuff and the Jesus stuff and the revelations and Casey's revelation, so to speak. But he, there's there's volumes of information where he talks about, and it's even separated. And I'll mention some of the stuff where he goes into the incarnation of Jesus, the incarnation of Jesus in detail, Christ, so incarnation, uh, Jesus and Eastern mysticism, uh, Jesus as the man, um, and and it's <laughs> man, Jesus but, the man. <laughs> but you get like information as as far as the lost years, which is very fascinating to a lot of people because. When if you read some of Jesus' stuff, one of the th- one of the most interesting things is what what happens to Jesus in those missing years. Well, look no further because Edgar Casey has that information somewhere <laughs> in the books. Um, so, I mean, if if uh, if you read, I guess if, I'm assuming if you read one of his books where he talks about Jesus and his the lost years, uh, you're gonna find out what he I ha- I haven't read it, so I, I can't tell you what what's in that book. But uh, if you're interested in it, you can find that book, whether it be online or at your local library. Uh, what is it? Um, what is this? Uh, Barnes and Nobles, I guess it's what's out there. For possibly, <laughs> who knows? A lot of um, different half price book retailers. Uh, there's a lot of retailers out there that if you're able and have a library that's local to you, wherever you are, you know, unfortunately for us in Alaska, it's kind of hard to get. <laughs> uh, so a lot of that's online. And so, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you're going to have to go and look and find out what what's out there about uh, Edgar Casey Because he, I mean, there's just a lot of information on him and he there, I mean Edgar Casey did a lot of readings and there's even a book that's dedicated just to his readings and some of his stuff that he went went through that I have not mentioned is the Akashic Records am I saying that right Akashic, Akashic Records? Records yeah the ancient mysteries astrology dreams ESP and the physical phenomenon wellness and health holistic database which is one of the things is just him listing like a lot of uh, holistic health um, med- uh, what, do you, what do you call it remedies um, life purposes and challenges there's even a thing on that uh, meditation how to meditate to, uh, again that helps your mind body and soul uh, the oneness to be one with yourself 
there's the philosophy of reincarnation and then the spiritual growth of who you are and how to be, become that much greater than yourself. Um, and this is, I mean, again, this is very fascinating stuff because it goes so far. And I find him really fascinating because he crosses so many channels and he's on... I, I like to see it as genres. He crosses the genres and the themes and he just doesn't stick to one thing is that he is that if you go to him and you have like I have a I have this dream and then the next person comes and is like, Well, I have a health issue and he helps you with that. <laughs> and another person comes, Well, I have a physical issue, he helps you with that. Another person comes and is like, I'm having a state of mind issue like you know, this crazy dog is having one right now. Uh, he's having, <laughs> he's having uh, issues with the flip flop sort. And so, you know, he, you know, he's having a, obviously an external battle with a flip flop. <laughs> but, you know, you you get through these type of things, and you know, he was able to bend to what you needed help in. And well, so, I think he was just really like tapped in. Like he had a connection to everything. It's like he had a direct line, you know to be able to read into everything every different subject yeah like there's a he talks about dreams and stuff like that too but he also talks about dimensions so like you were saying the akashic records i mean who knows what dimension that's in right like how do you even describe that but he implied that in one sense we're more alive in the dream state than we are while walking around the physical dimension um that some have called the world of duality and this fits with the religious belief that we're basically spiritual beings having Mm -hmm. a physical experience Experience. or physical existence so sometimes people move between the state of this consciousness to touch over to like what's the akashic records right so at that point it's like to describe it's kind of like a tapestry that everybody is woven together in mm-hmm. um some people see it as like a book for every person that's already been written right which i think has been kind of portrayed in like different shows and tv and like movies that. And all that yeah so in a way it's like however you describe it in a way that makes sense in a 3d <clears throat> dimension for us but mm-hmm. really it's I don't know how to describe it, but he, I feel like he was tapped into something like that. Well, that's what I was that's saying. That's why he could apply it to anything. That's what I was saying to his his uh, be, being able to foretell and know some of the information that he knew is that he was tapping into this information that already existed because, A, he, he was tapping to this large amount of database or, B, that he was tapping into his own record of all knowing what he was going to know already knew and currently knowing like he was able to tap to all this information that already existed and because it was his and his own information he was able to easily access this information and so to access this information I mean that's that's amazing stuff, you know, to be able to know something without fully knowing all this information. It reminds me that of like the Matrix where, you know, any character would say, hey, load me up with like knowing how to fly a helicopter. And he would get loaded up with like knowing how to fly a helicopter. Yes. And then he just like knows know- what's in the whole textbook. Or <laughs> Yes. So it's kind of like that. It's kind of like load me up with this information. He would get like loaded up with What's the concept of downloads? Like, yeah. I mean, people say that a lot now. Like, oh, getting downloads from the universe. Yeah. But I mean, no, he really was. Like, he was just going into it, a little trance and right. knowing things. Exactly. And so... It, uh, all his stuff is very fascinating uh, to see it in that format. But again, he crosses so many genres that I feel like anything that we go in further, we would have to dedicate, as I told Pandora, I was like, we would have to dedicate another episode of Edgar Casey, And we would be like, Edgar Casey and Atlantis, Edgar Casey and <laughs> Jesus, Edgar Casey and the records, and Edgar Casey and ancient Egypt. Because there's so much information on him. Is there anything else you want to add? Because I know you have some information 
um, on him. And I know if you read some of his stuff uh, that's been put together, Pandora. I mean, I know that there's the the ARE organization mm-hmm. that we talked about. Right. Um, is led by actual physicians, so it's really interesting to see how he talked about treating different ailments because he he literally went into really serious issues like Mm -hmm. he talked about like lung and organ and digestive issues even like different cancers um you know circulation and all that and he treated a lot of that with um what's known as castor oil or what he did was do um, castor oil packs right so with that um it was not a really complicated thing like it was just like soaking some stuff in castor oil and then applying it to the person and you know leaving it for several hours like overnight there is situations where that actually helped people with different cancers people who had fallen and like possibly fractured something and were in a lot of pain Mm -hmm. so one of the things with the castor oil is like well what is it it comes from the castor oil the common castor oil plant but in the middle ages it was known as the palma christi Mm-hmm. So the palm of Christ. Palm of Christ. So there's this whole mysticism as to like, well, why does it work? Like, why does it help? Mm-hmm. Um, how did it get that name to begin with? We don't really know. Right. So there's this one story where the the doctor who started the organization, uh, the ARE, his name is William McGarry. He talks about his own son, right? His eight year old son had awakened them one morning that he had a dream about Jesus putting his hand on his back, and then his back got better. Well, what had happened to the kid is that he'd fallen really severely on this sharp edge of like a carpeted staircase. And he, just before bed, right, he fell and he had a possible fracture. Now, his dad is a doctor, so his dad, you know, can say that. Um, But it hurt him so bad that nothing had helped him. And so they did the castor oil pack and put it on the injured spot. And he slept on the floor, just like super restless until about 4 a.m. And then suddenly he got quiet and just slept soundly right throughout the night he was really restless up until then that's when he woke up that morning and said that he had this dream that he had met jesus and he had touched him on the back and then he felt better well then when they inspected his back it was all normal it was no pain no aching no sign of injury and just couldn't explain it right so and then there's so many stories of people that had experiences like that not with a dream you know per se but just having a really miraculous sort of spontaneous recovery that it makes you wonder how he knew about that too so going back onto the uh, akashi stuff the records um he in his many readings he points out the possible locations um, of where these records could be physically kept like historical information about how to tap into this information so the Uh, actual akashic records or like how to get there both okay both informations would be founded in somewhere in the americas now this is like south america and this is in in, and it points to like many areas so it's kind of like super vague on that information of like where is it but along with this information was i also found it very interesting is that he also points this area and which is the gulf of mexico where he points off where ruins of atlantis would also be found and uh, some of this um some of these ruins that would be eventually found in this area uh would point out to atlantis now when is this stuff being founded? I don't know, because he also predicted when Atlantis would rise again. So it's kind of like, uh, how, do, how do you perceive something like that? How do, you, how do you question and how do you find the appropriate answer to what he was saying? I mean, unfortunately, he's not here to answer for this very simple uh, question and thought of like how... How do we perceive this? How do we move on from this? Is there other information? Did we miss something? And it's kind of like one of those things where 
you know, it's kind of hard to like figure out because it was one of the, the things that I mentioned is that ARE as uh, memberships, uh, they've done research in the ancient mysteries where they've gone to like look for Atlantis and they've gone as far as looking at different areas of what could be in the uh, of the Atlantis ruins around the Cuban area, Cuba, and all the way to Bermuda in that area. I mean, it was, again, this research has already been done, but it's kind of like hard as somebody who's very fascinated with the stories of Atlantis and the many possible clues of where it could have been or what it could have been. Um, you know, it's, it, it becomes very difficult. And it, when you read some of his stuff, which I've read some of his ma- minor details of information where he talks about like the red skin people, um, mm-hmm. which is like, you kind of like read into that. And you're like, what, uh, what is he talking about? What is he referring to? Mm-hmm. And then because, you know, people, t- when they read certain things like that, about like skin color people start to think well what was he a racist or not yeah and i mean there's controversies along with edgar casey that that being one uh i mean it's a different time too yes. not to advocate but one thing think, or the other but. i don't think i don't think it was like a racist thing for him to say i think it was just a detail of information that he was giving out i think people these days kind of tend to like be very politically correct about certain things yeah and uh, that's gone a little too far um with that type of stuff i think uh, there there's there's a time and a place where sometimes information is just fucking information you know right it's just, you know, like if you say red skin versus white skin well then you know they're not a white person and right. white people don't have actual white white skin either skin so either. you know it's just right, it's a right. weird description and, that and, we use well here's the thing is somebody says uh, you know oh that mexican over there well <laughs> yes i'm mexican you know i happen to be brown but you know it's you, not a racist term it's not a to racist say your term country <laughs> if if you are in fact mexican and someone is saying or even you know whatever but like i mean people are people get easily offended because well what if i'm not mexican i'm cuban or colombian well i mean fuck man who the fuck is, how how does someone supposed to know you know whatever again he had many controversial stuff that went along with his um with his stuff i mean even even you know it's just unfortunate because it's almost it, to me it almost seems like they try to discredit him with anything that they are able to get uh, which you know, it's one of those things where, like, are you trying to discredit him because he's discreditable, or because you have information, or because you just don't like the guy? I mean, they people went as far as trying to discredit him because he believes in the in the existence of aliens, which nowadays is kind of an acceptable idea. If you believe in aliens, well, it's acceptable because you know what. The probability is really high these days and <laughs> with more time progression you know you will know that one day there's definitely we will discover life and or life will visit us you know one of those things but you know it's going to be one of those things where you know people will always think of him as a controversial person because you know there were so many things back then with uh, the the five human races that he talked about, uh, poly was it polygenism? That was one one of those things. Um, the different Earths uh, again, the Atlantis thing was a back then it was kind of controversial. But I mean, again, you have all these ideas and all these uh, people who are kind of skeptical, especially with with kind of when it comes to predictions and stuff like that, and psychics. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be one of those things that it's always going to be one of those things where... But he wasn't getting paid for it. That's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm sure he profited it in some way or another. But to say, you know, he was just doing it, like... For the money type of thing. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I don't get that vibe. Especially because he was helping people so much with mental and emotional and physical right ailments. You know, in addition to all these other subjects that he went into. It's right. Like, what was he really getting out of all of this? You know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what was the whole purpose of it? But I think at the end of the day, he just wanted to help people with his gift. And so my closing thought is 
There's so much with Edgar Casey that we would have to dedicate several episodes like about a him, <laughs> uh, a series, and we'd have to like read the volumes of books that he has out there. Um, you know, again, like I said, one on Atlantis and ancient Egypt and Jesus and all this and that. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think that he maybe he was tapping into something, and I'm I'm kind of inclined to be on the f- not fully on the fence, but more looking into like. It's possible, mm-hmm. whatever he was talking about, that it was very possible. I mean, he did say one of his predictions, so to speak, is that one day that you would be able to test a person by just a drop of blood of the person and you would know a full information of that person health-wise. And he was right. That's something yeah. that's that's in modern, in modern science. He was really ahead of his time. Time. And like you look, you hear some of it now and you're like, well, yeah, duh, it's common knowledge. Like it's he really, knowledge. but think about when he was saying this. It, yes, wasn't, it wasn't for a lot of things. This and like in the thirties, the late thirties, early forties, that where he was going around talking about this kind of stuff. He's like, I mean, it's like somebody now talking about all this stuff that we're like, that sounds crazy. And then you know, fifty, sixty years from now, it's common knowledge. It's common and knowledge. then you're like, oh shit, you know, think about it that way. Yeah, that's why he's the father of like holistic medicine, new age medicine, which. There's a lot of things that doctors nowadays are applying, mm-hmm. like you know, as far as like how to eat and how to combine your foods and different how to therapies. Fix somebody who has allergies or is allergic. Like to chances yeah. are, you have used or have heard of something that he came up with. Came up, yeah. You just don't know that it kind of came from that direction. Oh yeah, definitely. I think there's this, uh, there's a huge amount of part of him that's connected to a, again, like a large part of. Uh, him is connected to several channels, several genres of different things that people are just not aware of and didn't even know type of thing. I mean, I I think he was the real deal. Like, I think he was kind of an anomaly for sure because we have so much of him that was recorded. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he was doing parlor tricks for people. Yeah, like, he, he was just trying to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, he did say a lot of things that were accurate. I mean, for him to say his own date of burial... Like, that's crazy. Yes. Um, I mean, it, it's just, there's so much. And yeah, there could be a few things here and there where you're like, I don't know about that. But it could also be open to misinterpretation, right? As far as the things that he said that weren't 100% spot on. Right. Um, but as far as like the health thing goes, a lot of the historical things, that to me lends a lot of credibility. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think so. Yeah, definitely. And with that... I say we'll definitely be able to predict a next episode <laughs> next week for sure. And we hope you like and share this episode with your friends and family. And please hit that like button and give us a, a rating. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us how much you love us. Uh, so, yeah, again, like I said, um, definitely rate us on iTunes. We That's where we get our biggest hits. And, again, share us from any other podcast provider. And we'll see you on the next episode. Laters. Bye.